1: Like, I'm going to be so much older when they get to, like, play and catch age. Like, I'm going to have to really – Stay on top of that because I don't want to be. Because my dad played catch with me. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that old,
2: fat, yeah, sack dude, of shit. Yeah, you won't be nowhere near that level of old to where you couldn't do that shit. No, but, but uh, if I hadn't have curbed my eating and the way I lived, I wouldn't have felt great. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, ain't too much of a difference between old and just real fat and don't hit, you know? Cause I, I, I agree. That's basically the same thing. I in feel a lot of young. Ways. I genuinely. Fact, there's old dudes who are doing much better in that regard than, you know, the fat dumbs and don't hits of the world. This is, this, I'm, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) what's up airheads we're back hope you uh stayed safe over labor day weekend and all that stuff see we're trying to stay somewhat current because we sort of know what day these things come out Mm -hmm. now so we're trying to like say stuff about them so like you know Enjoy 9-11. That's coming up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Mine yeah. might be a week off either. I hope you had a great 9-11 or if you're 9-11 still to come, uh, you know, I hope it's a good one. I hope you didn't forget. Never supposed to forget. Which, by the way, I would like to go back on record as saying that 9-11, in
1: our opinion, don't, don't hit. Don't hit. Don't okay. hit. Yeah, but really, for for real, hope you had a good Labor Day. hope you get too drunk on a boat. I have to, oh my, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I was going to, Okay.
2: Oh, right. No, you know Off what? Off to a cracking start. No, I right. can
1: because this will come out in in a couple weeks. So this will be the first Labor Day that my wife doesn't get drunk on a boat okay. because she is uh, with child. All right. Well, yeah. we did
2: not. We yeah. knew that. We did not yeah. know that was going to be public information now, because this I'll is coming out in a couple Amber weeks. Amber didn't it's fine. know that either. Yeah. But now, <laughs> now everybody knows that little baby chow in well, there. Well, shit. I feel like. I feel like that's the kind of thing you can't just say, and then you know. I don't know what else there jet is. Jet ski to... right by. Well, so I mean, now that you have said it, I'm just wondering, like, you know, how you're feeling about that? Because like for a long time, you had a doctor tell you that your sperm was too fat, fat, bulbous. round, and choey. Yep. He's like, you got a bunch of choes in your balls. Yep. They ain't gonna get there, yep. right? Because like you just sort of have. You're sort of a rounded individual. Yes, I am. Not in like a like a put together sense. No, the opposite no. of that. Yeah, but you know. Yo head, all yeah. that. Yeah, that's my that's used my to problem. be yo belly. Yeah, the you know, more so my, than I now. mean, it's
1: still very much round. It's just you smaller. just have sort
2: of a yo butt. Yo butt hits. My, my butt does butt, hit. Like, my toes are kind of rounded. You're like, just kind of round. I'm like and
1: W. I'm built like W. C. Fields. <laughs> right,
2: and it turns out <laughs> the contents of your balls, yeah. was also too round. And apparently, a sperm ain't supposed to be as round so as your sperm here's, are. Here's I how guess. they.
1: Here's how they explained it to me. They were like, I went and got my sperm count. And, like, I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit worried about that. And the reason I was worried about it is because, like, I used to be a whore. Yeah, I was a big whore. And it's not like I was careful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it was the 90s. What are you going to do? Well, and so that's just a phrase. And so uh, it was the the 2010s were the 90s of the 2000s. You make it sound like
2: you left your whoring behind at 13. (laughs) Yeah, right, right,
1: right. No, but I'm saying (laughs) and I never even had like a close call really right like i know and i and always found that miraculous me too i
2: almost didn't believe you I, me when either you would so tell me I, that.
1: I had two theories on it and it was either i'm sterile or there was a lot of secret smush mm-hmm. because they didn't even they're like we ain't having that motherfucker's kid mm-hmm. you know what i mean so I, I was like worried about the count and they told me they were just like no your count's fine matter of fact a lot of cum mm-hmm. you just ate up with cum but they were like but the problem is your sperm is round and i started thinking about sperm and i was like they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be round. The head
2: of them is round. They're like well, round. Poles. And they yeah. were like... They're like, not this round. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they were like, no, like, they still have a point. They're oblong. They're supposed
2: to be footballs. You got volleyballs, volleyballs in there. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so I was got like... Got that well, volleyball jizz. I was like, well, what does that mean? And basically the way they explained it to me was like, whereas most sperm go in and penetrate right. the egg yeah. or whatever. Mine was just
2: going and just rolling around it. Yeah, it was just bouncing smooth off. Yeah, I mean, it's like trying to shove a little ball into a bigger ball. ball. Yeah. They, ju- it, they just kind of roll around and fad off of there and then yeah. they're done. But after three years of trying, yeah, uh, slipped one past the
1: goalie as it mm-hmm. were so yeah we're uh we're super excited i mean look man i'm having a child late in life i'm gonna be 35 when this son bitch is born meaning i'm gonna be 52 when it graduates high school so i ain't too bad it's I not too think. bad but it's not what i was used to as a kid you know right. what i mean like I, nowadays that is kind of the norm but like i remember you know like when i graduated high school most everybody's parents was like in their early 40s you know some especially where we're from like 38
2: (laughs) no dude i know you're gonna be young as shit when yeah i'll be uh when the first one 42 i'll i'll be 43 and 44 when my sons graduate high school which like that's super hits for me no that's great but like but but i got 10 years on that yeah but also yeah dude like you said growing up in the fucking rural south i've thought about it a lot before like i can remember my friends parents and to me from my perspective they were always like old and authoritative because right. they were the parents. But I think about now and I'm they like, they super young. I'm like, they were Some of them in my memory, like when my recollections of them, they were younger than than you are now, right now. Yes. And like, that's just, that shit is so wild to me. You know, just like, I ain't old, but like, I I do be old. I remember my dad. To a kid, I'm old.
1: Like, obviously, I remember my dad being younger than I am right now. And at that time, I was like, obviously, as a kid, I'm like, this guy's got it figured out. And now that I get older, I look at it and go, oh, my
2: God, they... How did you give them a baby? They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. But you're still going to be in the realm of like, because people are waiting longer and longer to have kids now to the point that like there's going to be a lot of like genuinely old dads yeah. out there where it's just yeah. like, I need to sit down while we play catch. You and know I, what I mean? Yeah, just yes. like, you know, because you just ain't got no energy. I mean, I'm already getting sapped of energy. But if you're a dad like of a little kid into your late 40s and 50s, that's got to be rough, dude. Well, you got to be wore out all
1: the time. I'm genuinely so thankful that like uh my sister had her kid when she did because like you've got experience with babies and shit. Hey, I've got experience with babies and shit, but like me and Amber kind of thought that we were never going to have a kid. Like it's just not going to happen. Sperm too
2: fat. What are you going to do? Too,
1: yeah, right. Oh, she
2: read. Oh, she was borderline
1: barren too. Don't just put this <laughs> out on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, right. I'm just, I love you, but
2: I'm just, yeah. she knows. I'm just saying it was a struggle for both of us. So this is a little miracle, baby. It's there. A, it is that a little makes miracle, it even baby. More special, right? But like I me and Katie, it's like you know. What? Like, us getting pregnant again is like the Browns losing a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, we all but, saw that coming. But when LJ was born, my niece, who I just immediately fell in
1: love with and was like, this is my child, uh, I quit smoking real cigarettes, you know. Like, but for that, I was like, i got to live longer for this kid. And I started, like, I'm not in amazing shape, but because of her, I was like, I want to be around for this person. And I started getting into, like, better shape. I was like, I'm going to take care of her. I want to be able to play with her. And so, like, that gave me a head start to, like, now I'm about to have my kid. And I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm not, like, I'm going to be, you know, not super dad, but, like, I'm going to be in shape form and And hopefully... Be- especially because of the- what you just said, like I'm going to be so much older when they get to like play and catch age, like I'm going to have to really – Stay on top of that because I don't want to be. Because my dad played catch with me, you know what I mean. I don't want to be
2: that old fat yeah, sack dude, of shit. You won't be nowhere near that level of old to where you couldn't do that shit. No, but, but uh, if I hadn't have curbed my eating and the way I lived, I wouldn't have felt great. Right? Yeah, it's you know ain't too much of a difference between old and just real fat and don't hit. You know, I, I, I agree. That's basically the same thing. I in feel a lot young. Of ways. I genuinely. Fact, there's old dudes who are doing much better in that regard than you know the fat dumbs and don't hits of the world. This is this I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ki- i'm not kidding at all right now at 34
1: i feel younger than i did at probably
2: 27 28 like yeah well I, without question I, we were hanging out in your 27 ish and as i told you then i was like you were just about the most shot out 27 year old <laughs> i have ever met in my entire <laughs> life. and i it was you've, you've really put it together uh, yeah, in a lot for, of ways for like sure that so, guy in uh, elf in the mailroom.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah so anyways you you heard it here first y'all are
2: y'all are pretty white so me and amber yeah so yeah so and i think i know what the answer is going to be but i'd still would like to ask we look question. like a fucking
1: swedish bobsledding team at the Have olympics y'all had any
2: conversations about that if, it, most, if the kid's black that most
1: <laughs> <laughs> really that, get me out of a jam yeah you know? that,
2: that most white of parental pursuits i feel like The The gender gender reveal reveal party? Are y'all gonna do that? No. Okay. Good. I'm 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 glad you said that, but I thought it could go either way. No. White people, dude, they're all about that shit. I'm so fortunate. And for the record, yeah, we never
1: did that either. And for the record, it's not for some like. I'm sure some of my friends will think I'm doing it for some like super woke. Well, that's because I'm gonna let the child choose it reasons. And they do that, cause I've told them I'm not gonna do it, and they're like, Oh yeah, right, because it's up because to, it's the kid, up to huh? them. Uh, yeah. which it fucking is. But like I like we're Amber, we like for our whole relationship, one of the things that we've always had in common was like we would share those stupid gender reveal videos with each other and just be like, Amber and Amber was the first when she was like, not happening. And I was like, baby. Of course. like I, Matter of fact, it's not even just that I don't want to do a gender reveal. I don't want to invent reasons to have to be around a bunch of people. Sure. Like, we've already got, like, clearly there's going to be a shower. I understand that. There's going to be, like, but I don't want to invent another reason that we have to hang out with people that you know good and fucking well we don't like.
2: It's also, like, kind of forcing most of those people because you have family and stuff. Nobody maybe. wants to go. I, the like, moms want to go. I was about to say, family, different. But those pl- things are always made up of like friends and all that shit. And it's like forcing those people to pretend to care about You're a right. thing that they do not care now, about. Now granted, because you drink
1: like, and there's sandwiches so it could be worse. But
2: it's like... but. I mean, and you shouldn't care because, like, either way, it's fine. I don't care. But I'm. Saying, I don't even like, want to know those people. I was going to ask you that question. Too. She does so, and I'm not going to so defy- have. I, I definitely wanted to uh, know. She
1: so she so here's here's I'm the reason. I am not. I
2: ain't spontaneous in most well, ways, and the, that is a huge way to be spontaneous. So I just I never here's the never reason was on that tip. Yeah, here's the reason I don't
1: care. Like again, she wants to know, and I'm not going to have her know and then try to keep it from me. So like I'm going to know, but she was like, you genuinely don't want to know. And my thought process on it, and and this is going to sound like I'm trying to be like super progressive, but like regardless of what it, I've already got my plan for this kid, and it don't matter if it comes out of boy or girl. This plan is still the same. It's going to be a professional golfer. It is going yeah. to be super into Batman and Spider Man and all this sure. stuff. No, none of the all of my hobbies and interests are not very gender specific. But like my mom, and she made this good point. She's like, I understand that Corey, but like as mothers and as grandmothers and stuff it's nice to know when we're shopping for the baby stuff and right. I, and i was always just like get it a bunch of pink shit and if it's a boy he can wear that too i don't care but i but i get it but like to me your friends like there it is yeah right but nothing <laughs> knew that queer shit was coming sometime yeah, but like almost nothing about what i want for this child has
2: anything to do with its gender X. As long as you're prepared to throw much of that out the window as the kid goes on. Yeah, for that's sure. Oh, and I, it and I am. Because, like, you like, can't. It, no, it's going to do what it wants you to do. You like, Especially, I, like, as I they start do... to get older. It's like they dislike things because they hit for you right. and yeah, stuff for sure. like that. But, but like, 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 even early on, like. The kids gonna like shit that for sure, super don't and that's fine. And guess and what? I'll get into that versa. shit. Right? I, I'm
1: I'm looking like I've thought about that, and I was like, "What if this kid's into this?" And I'm like, "Well, guess what? I'm gonna be fucking into that too, and that'll be cool." But like at the, but the end of the day, and I understand that. But like so much of the stuff that hits for me now is because it hit for my dad, and I grew up doing that with him. You know what I mean? Like old books, football, golf, shit like that. So I do think that like I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and be one of those like. Uh, you know, ball field dads. It's like, you're gonna play baseball, goddamn, or you're gonna play golf. I'm gonna take the kid golfing. If the kid don't wanna golf, the kid's not gonna golf. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm gonna make it something fun that hopefully they'll enjoy doing. Um and if they do, I wanna give them every single resource possible to pursue that professionally. Cause I want like I'm genuinely so excited about this kid achieving things that I could never achieve. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm already feeling that way. I'm just like, I know this is cliche and stupid, but like, I've already let go of myself mm-hmm. in a way. Like it actually, yeah, no, I mean- it actually like, everybody was like, are you, are you terrified? And I was like, this is actually, I feel safe for some reason. I feel safe because like now it, it, it's not about me. And now mm-hmm. I, I won't truly know that until the kid's born. I understand that. But like, I'm already not thinking about like my future is all about this thing, what this thing can do. And that actually kind of takes a little bit of pressure off me. I'm like, I used to be like, if I don't win an Oscar by the time I'm blah, 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 if I don't win it. And now I'm just like, no, as long as this fucking kid doesn't die and doesn't grow up to murder people, I succeeded so like that's my job now so like strangely i
2: feel well, i tell this you what, calm. you're what you're way more on the ball in that regard at this stage than i was cuz you're cuz i'm 35 than me. yeah right i say i was like 24 when she got pregnant and i didn't understand it i do now i came to understand it when the kid arrived but like you know I had to figure all that or come to those realizations. So you're already ahead of the game. I've already been thinking about
1: like plans for my retirement, like to get out of all this shit. I'm like, if I could somehow figure out and invest this way where I don't actually, like me and Amber are talking about being a stay at home dad. And like so many of my buddies would just be like, what the fuck is that? I would kill. That's the gig. That's the gig, dude. And like, if, you know, obviously, I can do a lot of what I do from home. Like, you know, I, you know, I took the summer that off this summer to work on a book or whatever. I'm probably not going to work next summer because mm-hmm. it just so happens she's going to have the kid in April, and that's just going to work out for me. And like Ooh,
2: April, maybe we we'll share my birthday. I would love that.
1: That would be my favorite thing because we would have the parties together. Just mm-hmm. so you know, yeah. we would definitely have the parties <laughs> together, uh, and that way I would never forget my kid's birthday. <laughs> you yeah, because I mean? you can never forget mine. I,
0: exactly. <laughs> that's great.
1: It's
2: like my kid so, might slip my mind. Yeah. but— my boy, yeah, I'm remember that. Yeah, so
1: sorry to derail uh, us on the show. No, i know we right. got I've other stuff helped. to talk Again,
2: about. Y'all, hey, how about that big time breaking news? Cho going to yeah. be a Papa Professor there Cho. Going to be Papa Cho. How I'm about excited that? And, and thank you for all the tips Long you've given me over coming. the years.
1: When I cried in your mm-hmm. arms, ask because uh, I told you I was terrified of I becoming a dad. Plenty
2: more of them, buddy.
1: If <laughs> we go on, that might actually be the first time we discussed anything that matters on the show. <laughs> yeah, which is just how we like it. So actually, oh, we- I'm sorry. Did we not mourn? the loss of prince philip
2: <laughs> yes Am I wrong? Second. that matters by celebrating just how insanely racist <laughs> he was there it is uh sick that's a good that's a good button to the daddy subject because yeah. <laughs> i realized we didn't even set up that was a know, very homer 15 burp. minutes in or whatever we haven't set up that on this episode of putting on airs my topic venn diagram fancy people trash they overlap and uh rel- related to the last last week's topic drugs what happens after drugs Rehab. Oh, I was gonna say pregnancy. But there's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a that ain't a bad one. Yeah. Of course, everybody gets pregnant, but the difference is pregnancy oh, and trash pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll make a mental note of that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna be talking about rehab and the differences there between the two types. They're, they are stark. Uh, and then Professor Cho is. On what subject? Oh, the
1: Peterloo Massacre. Uh, This one brought to you by me getting drunk and reading a bunch of Wikipedia articles. It's It's going to be wonderful. It's sort of
2: like you said in one of the recent episodes where it's like, if something is the blank affair, Affair. you know it's going to hit to hear about. Well, dude, the blank massacre Massacre? is... Up, you know, yeah, up a few like, levels. There could it be, don't ever hit that anybody gets massacred. No, but if you're talking about a historical massacre, if it's got a name and everything, you're like, well, this about to be some shit. It's true because it's a
1: strength in numbers type situation. Because like, don't get me wrong, uh, uh, there's entire cottage industries based on how intriguing murder is. Mm-hmm. You know, like your wife loves it. Loves but, it. But a a murder could be an uninteresting murder, but a massacre could never be uninteresting because right. for it to go from murder to massacre, it a includes a lot of other people getting murdered, but B, there was clearly some reason, uh, whether it be political, religious or whatever, like massacres, nobody just like is like, Okay, I'll massacre today. Like you, you will randomly murder a person, but you don't randomly massacre people, if no. that
2: makes sense. No, you got to put time in. For sure. Think about it. Yeah. You know, make a plan, write a manifesto, first mm-hmm. of all. <laughs> I've done that part. It in the woods somewhere, however yeah. you do it, <laughs> put it in some politician's mailbox <laughs> along with a bomb. Find a clock tower, yeah. you know? like <laughs> Live you know, out in the woods in Montana. Yeah. Sc- yeah, grow a beard, all mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah, you can't just go willy-nilly into a massacre. You cannot go willy-nilly into no. a massacre. Well, I don't know anything at all about this particular massacre, at least based well, we just share on that. the name of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so So I look forward to finding out about it. But yeah, all right, rehab. Top,
1: yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to do a little up-top thing. I
2: well, I felt like our up-top thing turned into you being a dad. Well, it kind of did. But, so I thought but... maybe I'd do the next up top thing on the next episode okay if, are you just are you Is the suspense killing you are you dying yeah, to hear it kind of okay well fuck it we'll do it we have a little less time or we go a little long that's that, fine that's what i'm hoping yeah i have a little <laughs> less time for <laughs> professor Cho. well all right yeah okay so i do think this subject's going to hit for you because i wanted to say i thought we could not we don't have to rank like we don't have to put together top 20 or nothing but a sort of pseudo ranking of just generally what we think the fanciest and least fanciest condiments are. Oh. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Grape and I, Poupon, number okay, one. Okay. I was going to say, I knew you'd be with me on that. I was going to say that because I've got, and I know that's like, that's almost like a trash person's idea. That, yes, what, it is. But at the same time, it does hit. I, I just think, yeah, Dijon mustard. Yeah, that's the I feel fanciest like has one. has got to be number one. Caviar is a condiment. Not, yeah, I thought about caviar. Is it a condiment? It, I mean, you put it on stuff, put it on a cracker or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and that's so. a condiment. I mean, right. But Dijon mustard's origin was it was invented to be served to King Louis the Fifteenth, I think, in 1366. Was that Marie's? No, that's like, way before Marie. Right, but I'm saying it's Marie's husband's like predecessor like, or like the, ancestor. Yeah, like yeah. three, three, Presumably. three removed or whatever. But uh, but so, dude, you know, and I mean, again. Right. I know we all, anybody of a certain age, you grew up in the 90s, you're like, of course, Grey Poupons and Fancius. Y'all never see them commercials? Well, it comes in a fucking glass jar, dude. Right. Well, see, I had Katie get me some Dijon mustard today because we just ran out, and I just had like a squeeze bottle or whatever. And she was at the store, and I said, "Get me some Dijon mustard. And I said, something strong, I want it to hurt. Yes, yes. You know? and Horseradish I mustard. Do. I want it. Okay, right. So uh, uh, this might be dumb to say... Maybe everybody knows it do you know there, it ain't there's not at all related to horseradish. There's no horseradish involved really yeah some some Dijon mustards like they will have horseradish in them but like grape Poupon, I don't think much. what is it to make a hip? Well apparently originally it has something to do with the type of mustard seeds they use and also originally which they've they've got substitutes for this now but originally it was made with the juice from unripened grapes. Okay. Which was called Verjus. Oh, yeah, Vergeux. Vergeux. In Yeah, In Dijon, Dijon uh, the region of France. That's right? what I say when I don't know where you at. Verjus. Verjus. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was very shocked to find that it's not actually a horseradish because it's a very horseradishy type of thing. While we're on but this. Yeah, we- I want it to like I hurt me, mustard. Right. Make, I'm with make, you. Like, and have grain. I want to have texture and shit. Know? So she brought back one of these. She brought back a fucking little jar of twelve dollar mustard. Yeah, Maye, I believe, is the brand, and it's like one of the biggest Dijon. Or it's like one. It's I really wish we reportedly the hitness Dijon mustard. Brand. I really wish you would brought it out here so we could do some pinky dips of it. Yeah, well, I didn't. I should have. Hey, while we're but talking about condiments
1: y- and horseradish, did you know that most of the wasabi you've ever had in your is life not is not actually wasabi. wasabi at it's all. just colored horseradish. colored horseradish. Colored horseradish. Well,
2: I don't. It you know, I don't know if it prefers. Oh right, the term colored horseradish, yeah. but horseradish American, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I did know that. Yeah, I, I guess because real horseradish is like hard to get. Real wasabi. Real, sorry, it's, it's real wasabi, it's insanely, wasabi is insanely hard to get. Hard yeah, to
1: right. get. Like it's a, it's a plant that only grows. You got to have a wasabi climber. man. You do
2: yeah. Yeah. somewhere on a mountain in Japan. Which, when I heard like, that, I
1: didn't even bother me because I was just like, "Yeah, green
2: horseradish." They got oh yeah, I don't give a fuck, yeah, dude. I've always. Part of being trash, I feel like, is like being totally undeterred by that type of yeah, shit. Meaning like anytime somebody's like, do you know what's actually in that? And I'm like, no, what? And then they say something crazy and I'm like, well, still hits. Yeah, Taco Bell. They're Taco like, do you Be- know what's in that meat? And I'm like fucking Could not possibly ambrosia. give less of a fuck. Yeah, right. No matter don't what count. you tell me is uh, in I it. I went into it thinking Taco Bell was good for me. If there was some food I'd never, ever tried before... And they told me something was in it that was off putting to me, that yeah. might inf- that would influence right. the way I felt about it. Yeah. But when they bring up something that like I've Already been I've been you. eating forever and think that it hits, and they try to like hit me with some bullshit like that, I'm like, I don't give you a fuck. A fuck? It's like that. You remember what we talked about before chicken on Chicken taffy. Po- yeah. Chick McDonald's chicken McNuggets is apparently they're really this pink chicken taffy mm-hmm. that they just sorta like cut off and fry or whatever like there was a famous viral picture of this huge thing of chicken taffy and it's like this is your mcnuggets i was like well awesome as i live and breathe (laughs) you know welcome to the future motherfucker (laughs) look what they've done chicken taffy (laughs) what more do you want (laughs) well i'm sorry to derail us you were about to go back in more on dijon not dijon but just like what what are the fanciest and least fancy condiments like i feel like it's fine i feel like mayo is like oftentimes trash but don't have to be but holy right which, which is, is just gussied up mayo, mayo. it's right. high horse mayo right. that's fancy but, and the thing about mayo
1: is that i've always had a problem with it. i think mayo is one of those things where it's just like yes of course it hits for trash people but that's just because it hits and is awesome and sometimes game recognized game like everybody likes the thing because like mayonnaise is eggs and oil Right. Like, it's eggs and oil. That's right. not fucking trashy. Right. Like, to me, if I heard this is a sauce made of eggs and oil, I would be like, oh, that seems fancy to me. And there are fancy mayonnaises. Like, I, I sometimes uh, used to get the Sir Kensington's mayonnaise just because I think it, like, kind of scratched my Anglophile itch. But, th- but really, like, you know, Duke's is my shit. Shout yeah. out Duke's potential sponsors. But, like, because, man, I think, ma- here's what it is. Mayonnaise, to me, isn't... A trashy condiment. It's just that mayonnaise is used so many times to trash up something that mayonnaise otherwise would trash have been. up the place, right. buddy. Like for you sure. just like you and have a, the like oh, look at these nice roasted potatoes. Mm-hmm. Let's just put a bunch of mayonnaise in them and make a potato salad. Which, for the record, hits four. Yeah, yeah
2: right. Right. So I got some other and I guess condiment slash sauces, I guess. But some other ones that come to mind you're talking about fancy ones, fucking Hollandaise. Oh my God. And it so, smashes so, and it's so hard. So hard to make. Uh yeah, super it's hard super to make. Super hard to make. Uh drawn butter, mm. rolls. I feel like most types of vinegars, yes. they use, balsamic, balsamic vinegar. I'm, I'm the biggest balsamic Red man that you know. And, dude, I fucking, I don't know. I go toe to toe with you on that one, buddy. I love balsamic do you, vinegar. Do you
1: use an entire 20-ounce bottle almost every week? <laughs>
2: no, no, nowhere close. Then step so, off. Never, all right, well, then put step, me in my place. Dude,
1: I have one right now that is a black I currant. do love that shit, though. It's a black currant balsamic vinegar. I get on mine at... Um, This place in uh, Knoxville, um, that's in the square there. It's it's an oil and vinegar store. They've got a place in Chattanooga, but I like make it's to me getting vinegar is just like an experience. You know, I want to go do it and have that. I have a a white lemon one. Uh, I have a chocolate one. I have an espresso one. I have a strawberry one. And by the way, these are just the ones at my house right now.
2: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm a real big because I'm a mater guy. I got a oh big mater guy. I got another one. And it's funny. I don't think I've ever told you this. <laughs> it's not because it's come up a lot. And I've kept this information from you. And that is On another, purpose? another fancy one. Yes. That has never hit for me is uh, truffle oil. Yeah. And it's a And truffle overused. flavor things. Because I feel like I've heard a lot of people say that like, Real truffles. Would they, you think that smashed. I would be mad at you for this? I did because you love truffle yeah. oil, don't you? Uh
1: no, no, I don't like. So I'm not one of those people that's like you got to put it on everything. I enjoy it when it's done properly, but I agree 100 percent that a lot of restaurants think, well, if we just add truffle, that makes
2: it fancy. Yeah. I, like, it's like a bullshit way of classing something. Yeah, up. and that's there's another like, oh, one, there's truffle oil, and that's in another
1: it. one too that often it's not really truffle. It's almost
2: never real yeah, right. truffles.
1: But no, I do. So I do like it, but like again. I'm real easy with it. Like every now and then when I make like a homemade cream of chicken soup, I will put just the tiniest hint of truffle in it so basically you're getting it on the back end but it's not the star player when people make it the star player i'm not for that now if i see someone's like we have some truffle popcorn of course it tastes good but i know I, I i'm not because of the fad that it was people overuse it too much but i but i do like it but again there's in it, it's it's a it's more of a garnish than it should be the star
2: there's a trendy sauce now katie bought the some she sauce? was excited about it and i was like i got no interest in that it's called truff. And yeah, it's a oh, yeah. truffle hot sauce. Yeah, I've had it. I'm, Does it
1: hit? I mean, it it is good, but I don't want truffle when it comes time for that. Like, right. I'm a I'm a purist with hot sauce. Like, I'm I you know, like I just want like I like buffalo sauce, mm-hmm. and I want it to taste like fucking buffalo sauce. Hot sauce, butter. You know what I mean. Like that's that's what I want. In there. you don't
2: like other types of hot sauce. I know I do. I do, but I'm saying like, because I love like no, a I fucking do, but mango habanero. Harb- yeah, 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 or okay. like a Chipotle. Yes, and garlic and stuff like that. All that, that shit. But the truffle, green, the green, the verde so hot sauces. El Yucatero, They do it right, in my opinion. Here's where Shout truffle. Out El Yucatero, Truffle falls
1: into the when I when I want a hint of truffle, it's maybe with like a potato. Or it's with, like, sometimes I'll make, um, like, a fettuccine Alfredo Mm -hmm, and put just a little bit of truffle in it. Truffle is not a taste that I want with my hot sauce, if that makes sense. Like, my hot sauce, I want to be vinegary. I want it to have more of a, a garlic profile. Totally fine. Obviously, mango habanera is the shit. But, like, truffle is like I want it with things that you would have in France not things that like I would have at a barbecue
2: that totally makes sense it's not bad to me. Though. it's
1: not bad though it's just they're very they're cl- they clash you mm-hmm. know what I mean like they clash i get that hint of truffle and i'm like no i'm i'm trying to have chicken wings here
2: No, you know yeah. uh so on the other end of the spectrum what do you think trashier maybe i'm leaving something out but to me to me it's one of these two you tell me if you got something else maybe i'm wrong but trashiest condiment, I think, is either ketchup or ranch dressing.
1: I think it's and ranch. You
2: think it's ranch? By a, lo- by a long What? Well, not by well, a about long way. Like, you know, pe- trashy ketchup on steak and all that shit. Like I feel like trash will put ketchup just on everything, including oh, yeah, things but, where it but, don't go. But now
1: we're getting back to the mayonnaise argument where it's like you can trash up things with this. And I agree with you. But here's, here's why I'm going to posit that ranch dressing. And they both hit
2: for me, by the way. Oh, I like, love them. Here's why, especially here's, ranch. I fucking love ranch, but here's, it's why trash, ranch is, here's
1: why ranch is the king. Yes, trashy people do have ran, or do have uh, ketchup, and ketchup is used for trashy things. But ketchup is also, you know, you can get it at fine dining places. You can get it anywhere, not only in this country but in the world. Ketchup is, you know, huge in England because of fish and chips and stuff like that, which I know is trashy, but still, it's a sauce. Was it
2: huge? You Didn't could, you feel like we always had to ask for it was never assumed that ketchup came well, with the Well, that's it, true, remember? but I feel like like over here, it's assumed. But it, it's on the table yeah, or it comes in a ranch. I feel like over there they weren't doing that. That's fair. I mean vinegar is definitely gravy yeah, and yeah, right. shit like the witch that, hits. That's fair, but love okay, gravy. that's fair. However,
1: look, this is the, the back end of my argument. If we were over there at any restaurant and we asked for ketchup, they would have brought it to us. Yeah. They would not have brought us ranch if we asked for ranch. Right. That yeah. ranch like south of the like if you go north of the Mason Dixon in America, there's a lot of places that don't have ranch.
2: That's not true. North, uh, of Mason- Di- north of the Mason Dixon. North of the Mason Dixon. There's a lot Bro, of Bro p- the Midwest okay. goes in on okay. ranch arguably harder okay. than w- in the Midwest that's, ranch is okay. just assumed. That, that, like, that's ranch that's will just appear. Okay, okay, at the okay, table. okay, okay, <laughs>
1: okay. Not north of the Mason Dixon. That's true. Not north of the Mason Dixon line, but like nicer restaurants have ketchup. Nicer restaurants don't always have ranch. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like in California here, of course there's going to be some places that have a ranch, but like a lot of times, and I know this because I ask for ranch all the time, they'll be like, we don't have ranch, but we have, and then they'll give like their fancier version of what it might hit for my trash palette because of ranch, like whatever their cream based, you know, dressing is. But yes, you're right. Midwest actually fucks with ranch more than we do probably.
2: Right. But
1: again, you can get ketchup literally anywhere. It don't fucking matter where you are. Ranch is like a ranch. What do you do? Like that's About the
2: barbecue sauce. Smashes obviously, I think but it's it, got its southern roots and everything. It's it don't it don't feel classy to me. It doesn't. Barbecue no sauce. barbecue
1: sauce is definitely like I you know I think that's if a you, working man's condiment it, it right there. by God,
2: it, blue collar lunch pail, first in last out mm-hmm. type
1: of sauce. That's what that is. Barbecue. A lot of barbecue sauce is ketchup based. A lot of mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. you know, like your thick ones. You'll have like I
2: like that ketchup. Vinegar. I'm on that vinegar tip.
1: Oh, I am too, baby. But and I like mustard all based,
2: of, and mayonnaise based. It I'm indiscriminate now, when it comes to barbecue if, sauces. If they
1: had to get rid of, if, the, if I could only have one, it'd be vinegar based, like 100. Me too, yeah. But like the ketchup based is like ketchup and molasses and shit like that. And dude, when you're putting extra sugar into ketchup, it's super. That's super fucking trashy. But like, yeah, I mean, now granted, with all of these, it's like I do know that there's a lot of bar uh, uh, artisanal barbecue sauces because barbecue is having a real moment right now. And it has been for, like, I mean, it's always hit, but, like, that whole, like, uh, uh, barbecue competition game is going on now. So, like, the trough, the sauces or whatever, like, there's tons of those in the barbecue world. But, like, I still think that if I saw somebody who was, like, eating some fries somewhere and they're like, can I get some barbecue sauce to dip this in? I'd be like... Mm Mm-hmm. My people.
2: All right, I'm not even going to try to place them anywhere on the trash scale because I frankly have no idea. I just want to kind of give a shout-out. I feel like the Asians kill it in the sauce game. Unbelievable. Fucking between, like, Soy soy, soy sauce... Fucking fish sauce, uh, oyster oyster sauce, oyster sauce, hoisin sauce, fucking gochujang, gochu gochu fucking like hoisin is kind of sriracha. Bo- they hoisin, bring the noise
1: to me. Hoisin is kind of like an Asian barbecue sauce. Yeah, almost. It's got that molassesy taste. Whatever
2: Korean barbecue sauce oh my is, God.
1: like I fucking dude, love that dude, shit. Dude, when I make I make uh, ramen at the house sometimes, and I've got gochujang or whatever, and hoisin, and I'm talking like. It's shameful me
2: mm-hmm. just, you know
1: what I mean. It's all that
2: umami. Oh my baby. god, dude! No, it's the, the umami that do it. I think, MSG. Now, granted, I think
1: with sauces you have to consider Italians, but like, cause like you know you got your tomato sauce, your cheese sauce, or whatever. But I, I, I think that as far as like just condiments go, that type of sauce, I think the Asians kind of take it. I mean, they—they they, like that they Polynesian shit or whatever. Yeah. The sweet and spicy, sweet and sour
2: duck sauce. Yeah, oh, man, duck
1: sauce is so good. But yeah, that shit that you get with the egg rolls—that little mm-hmm. sweet and spicy sauce—that is unbelievable. And again, I—I I mean, I exclusively hang out with trash people, and they fuck with that. But I feel like those sauces are too complicated to call trash. Right. Like, duck yeah. sauce doesn't seem trash to me.
2: No, I agree. All right, well, about, but, uh, we've been hitting one We need to move on. A1 is the
1: trashiest. Oh, yeah, damn A1. good A1's one. A1 yeah. a tra- A1
2: might be the trashiest sauce, genuinely. It's, uh, like, I love it. And I feel like just maybe because of the name, what about Worcestershire? Is it sort of fa- fancy? It, it's got the name that makes yeah. it look fancy, but <laughs> yeah. like a lot of trash, love it, and it's yeah. like, and also butcher the name and all that shit. It's like, like that think, Weatherspoons place you were saying. Think, yeah. I think... This podcast
1: could have been called Worcestershire sauce because yeah, right. that's kind of yeah. what it is. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Like, it sounds fancy, but the most people I've ever seen use it in their application, it's like they'll put Worcestershire sauce in a bag and dump their steaks in it. I got, you know a, what I mean? I got a
2: good trash for you that Dale's I don't know if people have everywhere, but hits. Dale's sauce trash. has got to be one of the trashiest and sauces in the world. I love it, dude. Dude,
1: if I, like, you, every Just- burger... Pure, the,
2: it's like salt oil. The, yeah, yeah, it
1: is. It's like it's like redneck soy sauce. It is it's like that's the, exactly what it is. It's redneck. It's, redneck it's Roy soy sauce. sauce. It's Roy so, sauce. So <laughs> that's Dale's the, Uncle
2: Roy if, sauce. If you
1: don't know what Dale's sauce is, it's the reason that every hamburger you've ever had at a cookout in the South tastes kind of the same, mm. uh, and I mean that in a good way. It's wonderful. <laughs> Well, it's football season, and the air may be a little bit crisp. That doesn't mean that it ain't time to bring the heat into the bedroom, baby. And that's what I'm talking about. Of course, you know, this episode is sponsored by our good friends over at Blue Chew. Y'all, confidence can take you far in life. We all know that, but it can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And by step up, we mean get a boner in the plates, the butt or crotch of your... Uh, favorite person. Mm -hmm. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Wiener wiener Bat. Uh, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but they're in chewable tablets and at a
2: fraction of the cost. Trey, tell them a little bit more about our good buddies at Blue Chew. That's right. You can take them anytime, day or night. So you can plan ahead or you can be ready whenever a wiener opportunity arises. Mm. The process is simple. You sign up at com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, You'll receive your prescription within days. That's the best part of it all, y'all. It's all done down there on the internet there. It's all online. That means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward wiener conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Prepared and shipped direct to your door in a very discreet package for your package. Cho, you're a, mm. you're a devotee
1: of Blue Chew. not Couldn't go without it. I've told this story before, but just in case anybody's joining us for the first time. The first time I ever used Bluetooth, I decided not to tell my wife. Because, you know, I wanted her to think that was just my dick. And uh, we got done, and she turned around. uh, She she, she turned around and goes, "Uh, what was that? And I go, what do you mean? She goes, that wasn't your dick. And I was Mm. like, "Uh, uh, "What?" so basically, I'm not allowed to not... Use Bluetooth now. Whenever that white envelope shows right. up, my, my wife knows that it is back blowing out season. So tell them how they can get some extra deals on it, Trey.
2: Yeah, so if y'all could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help, and we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code POA at checkout. You just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code POA to receive your first month for free. I said free, y'all. Mm. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information, and we thank Blue Chew for continuing to sponsor this hair podcast. We sure do. So anyway, goddamn. Well, this is all hit, but we do need to move on. So, myself. Let's talk about rehab, everybody. Uh, one of my, one of the hitner exchanges in Dewey Cox, the Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, is when he's talking to his agent, played by Harold Ramis, and he's like, and he's like this Jewish guy, and he's like, "What about the rehab?" You know, he's like, "What rehab? <laughs> what the f- what rehab?" And, and he was like. Rehab? And he's like, oh, hell, rehab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go <don't> rehab. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? That movie's so underrated, man. So underrated. So, obviously, trash people stay going to rehab, but, dude, so do fancy people. Let me tell you right now, there is a lot of money to be made mm-hmm. in fancy people rehab, yep, dude. they'll pay anything. It's a whole cottage industry and it's fucking high dollar too if you can get into the fancy rehab game and russ i'm gonna keep talking but they're in the dock under the rehab in the rehab part there's a uh a youtube link to this vice documentary and we're not going to listen to it uh but we we can show some of it right or is I that not, so. is that not cool i think Those so not animals <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we found We're that not listening to it. You just sort of put it on, and let it, and yeah. like let it play. You can put as much of it into the episodes you want or not. But I want Corey to see some of this shit. So, the fanciest rehab in the whole goddamn world is in Zurich, Switzerland. Yeah, and it's called Paracelsus Paracelsus Recovery, and it's where like Saudi oil princes, fucking, Why do they go Russian oligarchs? Fucking, well, why do any of these people go yeah, around? Right. You know what I mean? Oil tycoons, whatever. The richest of the rich go to this place, Paracelsus. And uh, Vice did a mini documentary about it, and I watched it and also read some articles. And it's like, how, okay, how much you think it costs? The fanciest uh, rehab in the world like for a for month. A, typically, a month it's like stint. a month. A rehab thing is like a month okay. stint. So for a month, what do you? How much do you think it costs?
1: Eighty five thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand fu- dollars. I was being like insane. Right. Three hundred thousand dollars a month. How, why is it better than other rehabs? Because all the bullshit they do. Right. But so basically, like ketamine and like all sorts of shit.
2: So I want to read these other like generalities about why uh, luxury rehabs are better than the peasant rehabs, and it's like, yeah. I think we all know. Yeah, right. But some of the things that are They're listed, not court-ordered. Like, right, exactly. It's like, <laughs> not only do they hire and retain the best addiction and mental health professionals, they also retain the services of specialty and adjunct therapists like yoga instructors, art teachers, dance teachers, cooking teachers, people from a variety of backgrounds who offer various outlets for expression and creativity. Staff might include on-site marriage counselors, family therapists, lawyers, five-star chefs, where uh Centers are served from locally grown and locally sourced ingredients. That they sounds have, nice. They have top-of-the-line gyms, massage services, tennis courts, swimming pools, acupuncture clinics, private beaches, and even business centers that allow the high-power executives and celebrities to stay on top of their commitments all while receiving treatment, right? And this is the fanciest one. So, so that's
1: all-inclusive.
2: Right. 300000 yeah, For yeah. only $300,000 a month. A month. A month. And, but the impression that I got from watching this and they kind of talk about it in the thing, too. She kind of acknowledges it. The young at the young rich addict that they follow through this journey is like it really seemed to me like most of that shit they tacked on there just to make you feel like you were, you were getting, getting your p- money's right. worth. Like most of it seemed to me to have Nothing Benefit. to do right. with drug addiction whatsoever. Right. Like they've got like cupping treatments, and they take you to the spa, and you lay in like a hot rock bathtub. That sounds
1: like what's up. You know
2: what I mean? So yeah. it looks like it just looks like gravel, like black gravel, and it's yeah. hot, and you just like sprinkle it on your titties and stuff. Right. And it's like, I, I, what? What the fuck is that supposed to have to do? Right? Would not I mean just keeping not smoking you, crack. Ocu-
1: keeping you. Uh, the only thing I can think of is like keeping you occupied. A and then B going here are all these alternatives for pleasure that you can take into your life. Like the next time you think about doing some crank, why don't you just lay on a fucking high rock bed? Sure. Won't that be the same?
2: Uh, But they also, they had this, like they did this thing where they put you through this whole regimen of like, they do all these tests on you allergy test and like biosensor tests and all this shit where they then tell you all the things that are wrong with your body right. and tell you all the things you're too supposed to eat and yeah. not <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. You'd think it'd be that, but no, it's like you eat too much herring. Yeah. You know, right. it's like shit like that. And then they, uh, and dude, you can tell. And the lay, even the doctor doing it in this thing, she's like hooked, hooked the addict up to a computer. She runs his test and she's like, and now we're going to fix it. She's like how we're fixing. It's like, Oh, the computer, it, it fixes it. <laughs> she's like, there's a thing behind the thing in the computer. And this is literally pretty much what she says. She's uh-huh. like, there's a thing in the computer that fixes it. She's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, oh, but also you need to wear this. And she unpeels this sticker. And she's like, this is 100% solid gold, a solid gold sticker. And she puts it on the back of her neck, neck. And it was like, yeah, that'll that'll take the toxins out of your body. Gold? So, dude, it's, it's Just bullshit. fucking bullshit. Right. It's like clearly bullshit. Yeah. And, that, and again, I felt like two things. I felt like one, a lot of this like assessments and tests they run and stuff and all the things they tell you you need to do were geared towards like making you feel more broken. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like, these are all the problems you have where it's in your head. You're like, I really, really need, need this. this. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then also, number two, like I said already, I think the main thing was just like, We really got to make this same worth it. Right. So we're going to just throw in all this other bullshit that is completely fucking unnecessary. Right. And they also, a huge part of this program is uh, you have a 24-7 live-in therapist. Well, you better. Who's with you all day, unless you're at the spa or something like that. But y'all live together. You eat every meal together. He's constantly- Oh, he? Like- well, I think it would depend. Hers was a he. Yeah, right. I'm sure they, they, got, I'm sure they got a bunch of them. They'd have to for all right. the different clients. But it's like, dude, the whole thing just struck me as real creepy and overbearing. He's like constantly there. And also, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. I, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, which means nothing. Nothing. Yeah. nothing. But I had an interest in stuff. I got a degree in it, an undergraduate degree. I didn't I'm know not, that, by the I'm way. I'm not being shitty about it right now. This dude at this rehab watching this, it literally seems like all he did was just be like, so how are you feeling? Right. And then she'd be like, I'm feeling okay right now. And he's like, what does that mean? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. What kind of okay? Yeah. You feel like, and then just like, so you've got daddy issues, right? Tell yeah. me about, it. No, you know, he brings up her dad, whatever. It just seems like, I don't know, just so much of this. Isn't it wild? felt pretty unnecessary to me isn't it wild? And not worth it and isn't going to do you any more good than a traditional like treatment regimen or whatever
1: i know that obviously anybody can be dumb but whenever i hear shit like this it's always wild to me that there's someone who can both afford three hundred thousand dollars a month and also is dumb enough to fall for i
2: think a lot of them think like the gwyneth
1: paltrow type that's just not any money to them so it,
2: it's a it's that but i think also they sort of like i think part of them even if subconsciously is like well i know this works because it like, costs three hundred thousand yeah yeah right, right. exactly right. it's like this, people don't know how much this stuff works because you're the the peasants, the peons, they right. don't have access to all right. this. You know what I mean? That's how you know it works is because it's expensive or, or whatever.
1: Yeah, or it's just like that innate desire to floss no matter— because they're broken. No matter what They're you're broken doing. people. It's like, they're like, no, a Birkin bag costs $300,000 because it's so much— but it has to be a better bag because mm-hmm. it costs $300,000. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely that.
2: Right. So— so, again, it struck me as a lot of bullshit. There also in the comments. There was some anecdotal, like, uh, you know, experiences where people talked about, like, you know, I'm rich. My mom's rich, whatever. My mom would go to these luxury rehabs. And I read some other articles where people felt this way, too, where it's like. And honestly, it just seemed like she went on a little vacation. Yeah, right. For a month for where you just go to, like hit real hard at this yeah, place, right. but without drugs and then come home and then just like go back to doing, doing drugs. drugs yeah. You know what I mean? And, you see that a lot. And that girl, and look, there's a lot of recidivism in all of rehabs, but that's kind of what I'm saying is like, right. I don't. I got to dry out and it's going to cost me $300,000. I couldn't find anything that indicated that these luxury rehabs are any more effective than the stuff available to like a regular person because the actual key parts of it that matter are pretty much the same. Yeah. All, all the extra shit you're paying for is all this luxury amenity bullshit that you've got at your spa down that the that I've been telling you about this whole right. time. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I think though, and I know you're about to get into this because we have to get to the trash part, yeah. right? I was just about to. So go ahead. Well, hopefully, I can bridge it here for you. That does still seem more effective than yes. the trash type of rehab, right. which is go to church. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Because,
1: like, I've got a bunch right. of buddies, like, you know, I'm from the rural South, and as everybody knows, pills and then later heroin has just run rampant through our area. And so I've got a lot of buddies who have had to go to rehab, and there's this one specific rehab place in. North or South Chattanooga or whatever, right up the road from Chickamauga, that so many of these people have gone to, and I'm not going to mention them by name, frankly, because they seem to have a very like, uh, Church of Mormon Church type aura about them that they will like come after me. It seems very fucking cultish, but like. Every single one of them ends up going there, where their whole thing is like the reason that you're doing drugs is because you don't have Jesus, right? right? And they do this whole fucking. Well, thing. I think
2: even AA, I think one of the tenets of it has to do with God. It's, it's a like higher power built around it's, God. They've changed it to a higher well, power. No, well, no, no, no. Like,
1: so with a, like
2: the spirit, there's like a spirituality there, there element is, of with, it. Right? But with, with
1: AA, I'm pretty sure that they like don't care who yours is. Okay. Like they're they're just like what you have to do is give yourself to something bigger than you and you have to understand like all like it's basically just like understanding that there's a there is a higher power or like i I don't know but like it's not like or you'll go to hell it's just like this will help you and like that's fucking fine whatever works works uh, whatever but these people will be like all you gotta do is get saved and they won't like do any of the. Yeah, they won't do it. any of the other treatment. They just like they don't. They I don't think these people actually believe. Well, what
2: we're gonna do is make you feel worse Word, about right. being an addict. The, now it's not just personal shame. Yeah. You have shamed the Lord. Yeah. In this program, like, they they don't seem to believe. Like, we're gonna give you existential shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they don't transcendental <laughs> shame. Yeah, That's yeah. what you need. Yeah. I get dental. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they don't seem. I don't to know to about the trans part. <laughs> um, now the Sam part sounds good. Yeah, right.
1: Transcendental. Transcendental. Right yeah, free right.
2: Free I ain't bad. yeah,
1: They don't seem to, from what I can hear, they don't seem to actually believe in addiction. They believe, they're just like, you're doing this bullshit and you could just not do that. You know what I mean? Like,
2: I'm pretty <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we don't need to try like, like any addict on earth hasn't heard that a million yeah. times from in their are like, you're yeah. doing this bullshit. You could just not do it. And right. Like, oh, damn. And again, fuck. And again, I, I could have just not done it. Again. This whole time I've been just doing it. But <laughs> I now I, have it. I could just not done it. Shit. Goddamn.
1: But I'm sure you're just like, not do it. To me, trash rehab is just going to celebrate recovery at the local Baptist church.
2: Yeah, I mean, off the top, you're sitting in a church basement, you know, using only yeah. your first name, sharing stories, whatever, stuff like that. But there's like. Sure could use some drugs. Yeah, there's a, there's state funded rehab centers. There's like ones you can get your insurance to pay for, various things like that. And I was saying, I was ragging on this luxury one. But like you said, you're like, still seems better. And of course it does. But I'm, you know, I'm trash. So I hollered at my mama, my pill Billy mama. She been to rehab? Yeah, and she's got a lot of friends that have, too, and I asked her about that her, is how that her goes. experience with it. Yeah, right, and she said, and she told me she was like, oh, she was cool with me saying I talked to her about it and everything. She said that she's always heard that, like, from what she's experienced and been told, it's pretty much like you'd expect, meaning, according to her, the, like, state-funded ones are at the bottom right. of the hit ladder, the ones you can get insurance to pay for are above that, but still not great. And the ones you pay Boop. for out of pocket, right. those are the ones that hit the hardest. Right. But it's like, I just don't know if it hits the hardest because of all these amenities and stuff versus like the efficacy of it. I was about to say, Do you know what I mean? You had to look at like- Because wh- people in both, like dude, the fucking the documentary that, we, that I mentioned on Vice, it ends with the subject of the documentary, the girl at the end of it, she's, she's like- She's back in. She goes- it, The last words of it is she goes, she's like, all right, glad to be out of there. Can't wait to get a glass of wine. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But like. Yeah, right. And I'm going right back. People, it's just, it's a bit of a fucking dice roll, I think. I think it's just. Because addiction is really fucking difficult to figure out and to deal with. But you can get. I've always just thought that it's like a. If you truly are ready to change and figure it out and everything. Or rather, if you're not then None I don't care them, how don't much you pay no. to go to rehab. And that's accurate. If you ain't mentally on board and really doing the thing. Right three hundred thousand dollars a month a million dollars a month two thousand dollars a month or right. free from the state it ain't gonna matter and
1: well it's like if you so like if you decide like I want to get better at editing uh videos or something like that and you buy Final Cut Express instead you're like this is the best at which it's not the best one but like it's one of the best ones like I'm gonna buy final Cut Express because I'm gonna get good at editing videos but then you don't actually practice at getting better at editing videos and you just think that the software, because it's so expensive, is somehow just going to make you good at it. You have to want to do it, right? And like, I feel like when poor people are going to rehab, it's because they're like, okay, I if I don't get my addiction under control, I'm going to lose my house, I'm going to lose my family, I'm going to lose all this, so I really have to fucking do this. With the rich people, they know that they're never in jeopardy of any of that shit. So to them, it's just a really expensive drying out process. They're mm-hmm. like, no, it's great. I get fucked up 10 months out of the year. And then when I need to get it together for some vanity project or whatever, I go here for a month and then I've got two solid weeks and then I get fucked up again. It's right. a reset button for them.
2: Sure. And obviously we're being, this is all generalities. Again, oh, I'm Some talking people talking smooth out my butt. Some people, like, but it. Some A lot of people, it's exactly that way. Other people, at either end of the spectrum, they go in, it changes their life, they get their shit together, and they stay that way. It's just, I'm saying, like, in both it's uh, be up, up here you, and down here, it's, like, ultimately up to you, and it seems like a bit of a dice roll, no matter how many acupuncture treatments and fucking cup therapies and hot rock baths they have or don't have right is pretty much it so well well, that's my rehab thing
1: well yeah i mean it makes sense and like so i started going to therapy you know like a year ago or something like that and it worked for me really good uh, because it was my decision. I wanted to. I realized things had gotten out of control. I was forced to go to therapy when I was in high school because of like drug problems and shit. And it didn't work because I didn't want to be there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't like, I would say that, I mean, I'm sure there's stats to prove this, but like people who are forced to go to rehab, uh, you know, relapse, wake way more frequently than people who chose to go to rehab. If of that course makes sense. Yeah. like of course that's true.
2: Yeah. So oh, yeah. you know, rehab. Go to church, Make motherfuckers. We'll yeah. be right back with History Professor Cho on the subject of the Peterloo Massacre. The Peterloo that has Massacre. got to be one of the more whimsically named massacres I, agree. I would think. I agree hundred percent. All right, well here we go.
0: Hey real quick wanna give a shout out to James up in Stoneville, North Carolina. He's a friend of the show hell he's a friend of the family now we were able to go ahead and help his family recently save more than 1200 dollars a month really think about this my man robbie didn't save 1200 dollars one time he's going to save it each and every month all because he went to save with conrad.com he left us a five-star review earlier this week and he said this from the first phone call with christian all the hard work diane put in jennifer taking time to explain things and help me understand where we were at with the deal right up to Steve, helping me get this survey through nothing, but professionalism all around dealing with first family has helped us to the point. We've cut $1,200 a month off our bills. I can't say enough about the team Conrad has assembled. I highly recommend first family to anyone looking to purchase or refinance their home thanks to Conrad and the entire first family team. No, thank you James for the great review and congratulations on saving 1200 bucks a month. And oh, by the way, you can skip your next two house payments. It's real folks. Save can help you. We're licensed in more than 40 States, but if you've got credit card debt, if you're looking to save money on your monthly payments, if you're looking to pay your house off faster or even buy a house with no money down, save with is your hookup holler. If you hear me that's SaveWithConrad.com. And conrad.com NMLS number six, five zero eight four equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. What are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save for free at savewithconrad.com.
2: Y'all, we're back and it's time once again for everybody's favorite segment, History of Professor. I don't know Cho. if that's true. <laughs> it's gotta be up there. I mean, it's at least top three, three right? That's uh, true. Yeah, and tonight we're talking about the Peterloo Massacre. This is another one where, like, I have no fucking idea. That's I don't wonderful. know. But do a, you want? Can you guess? I don't like, know a throw a guess out there. Thing about it. Maybe it involves the French and a lot of people getting killed. It does involve the French. I because I, I, literally just because. Napoleon fucked up at Waterloo and Peterloo sounds like Waterloo's brother-in-law or something like that. I don't know. You have no idea how fucking right you are. (laughs) And
1: this is... No, that's really great. Like, that is really great and really
2: apropos. Like, I didn't know if that was maybe like the French version of Gate or something. It is. (laughs) It is. it is well that's tremendous dude
1: this is fucking awesome please tell me i'm no it is breath here so in 1819 Trey, would you be surprised to learn that uh, being a woman did not hit i've heard that yeah Yeah. no it was a horrible horrible experience to be a woman i'd say now they're i was about to say good thing
2: that's over yeah exactly now it totally hits to be a woman so in 1819 women
1: could not vote uh voting in 1819 was you know in in england or whatever was like very similar to uh you know voting up until 1920 in america where it's like only wealthy landowning white men could do it Mm. and like i've we're
2: the ones who know how stuff works and
1: that was their argument why does
2: anybody else need to be able to vote they don't know how stuff works and that was their argument we're the ones that work all the stuff and know all the things (laughs) so like Totally that, makes
1: sense. Which is like that's their argument. They're like, why would anyone who doesn't own land have a say in anything? It's not like they're being affected by anything. It's right. like, well, the I mean, if they had more representation, maybe they could own land. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Uh, but here's the thing that I've never really thought about with that. They're like, oh, only only uh, you know white men who own land uh, get to vote, and that was less than. Five percent of the population, mm-hmm. so mostly peasants. Which, like, if you think about that in terms of how it is today, it's like, yeah, five percent of the population pretty much controls this entire world. You know what I mean? Sure. Like that makes sense. But they wanted, uh, obviously, suffrage.
2: Um, well, see, that was before. I, that was before they figured out they're like, we can let them vote. Right. We'll just tell them how, how to, to vote. vote. And yeah. they'll listen. Yeah. Because they're dumb and we're smart and we got money. And I mean, not like, for
1: nothing, but that's definitely how it works in my house. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works in this country. Yeah, right. Like, but the only reason I even know anything is because, like, I have, like, part of my job is, like, knowing stuff about how the world works. If I was not a comedian, I wouldn't know shit about mm-hmm. nothing. And I'm not sitting here trying to say that like comedians are more enlightened it's just that comedians are more inclined to keep up with well, you, what's going on you like have to you have to of. right yeah, so right. by by virtue if you want of to that, stay like, relevant
2: or whatever you I, have to kind yeah, of keep by up virtue with of it. that
1: yeah. i know more than most of my friends just because like they go on about their day and i could not be more jealous mm-hmm. of them for doing that but they wanted suffrage uh which don't oh, have you ever.
2: It's it, a weird word. It's a weird for word it? for it like sounds wanting bad. to vote. Yeah, it right. sounds
1: worse than the thing it is. Yes. Like, it's like women's suffrage. I'm just like, that. Like we have to suffer through it. I feel like women's yeah, women's suffrage is just perpetually going on. Like they just live in suffrage, but that means you know the right to vote or whatever.
2: And uh, the maybe re- they named it that so they'd think it didn't hit. Or right, something. right, yeah, yeah. Y'all don't <laughs> want that. Y'all don't want Do Y'all hear it? You hear what it, it sounds? Y'all no, don't want that. That ain't it.
1: Which is the same, like, they do be doing that shit, like with the death tax mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They do find great ways to name things in a way that would make you not want it. So that is probably something that's going on here. So uh why did they want to vote, Trey? Well, as you mentioned before we even started, this is right after the Napoleonic Wars, Uh which— I also would like to point out... But we're out, talking
2: about England right now? Yeah. This is England. I yeah, think, yeah, right? this is England. Yeah, yeah. But
1: there's the Napoleonic Wars. Napoleon's out there fucking shit up. Uh, I also wanted to bring up, like, the Napoleonic Wars is interesting because, like, I don't know any other wars that were named... I mean, I'm sure that there are some, but, like, do, do you know what I mean? I do. I'm trying like, to there, think
2: of some. And I, yeah, Like, we know.
1: had General Patton. You don't hear the Patton Wars right. and shit like that. But, like, Napoleon hit so hard that they were just, like, called the fucking yeah, Napoleonic no,
2: Wars. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Uh so basically the Napoleonic Wars had fucked up the economy and shit like that. There were factories being closed down. And these people just didn't have a voice in in Parliament. The people of uh Saint it was St. Peter's or whatever. It was a <clears throat> oh, sorry. It was in the Manchester area. And this whole area didn't have any representation Uh, which taxation without representation would end up being a theme for this area. But like they didn't have any representation, even though they were, you know, a city of, you know, several thousand people. And like the University of Oxford and the University of Cambridge had their own like people in parliament. So like even a college had members of parliament that like represented them. But this entire city didn't because this city was made up of non-land-owning people right so they were just like that's where the
2: poorers live
1: yeah you know like fuck yeah. all that shit it was the detroit of its day it w- in england it really was like yeah. it was super the detroit of its day so they didn't have a voice and things were going shitty because like i said of the napoleonic war and uh also these corn laws oh you, you know what i mean by the corn laws don't you no
2: laws about corn.
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically, they have corn lawyers. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I oh, specialize
2: yeah. in corn law. I just do corn law. Yeah. So uh I think it should be uh, more butter. I, Make I, it a law. I
1: think I should point out, and if y'all haven't picked up on this, by the way, twenty-one episodes in, then I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, I'm talking smooth out my butt and barely know anything, I took some notes, but basically what happened with these corn laws was, uh, they just like hiked the prices on corn, and what they mean by corn is like it's corn, and any type of like grain and any type of like cereal germ wheat mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. like that, they had this insane tax on them because all like like they just they wanted to keep all the the corn money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's fucking over a lot of work. A lot of money
2: cl- in corn, buddy. And, it,
1: and it's fucking over the working class people because working class people not only like deal in corn, they also have to eat the corn. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much, it, like
2: corn sleeping corn. corn. Yeah, right. <laughs> My house is made. They, Decorate uh, your house with corn. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, corn, that's all we got. Is old, our kids are playing with corn cobs. Yeah, right. They're also,
1: th- things are also going bad at this time because everyone was upset. And this was so funny to read from something that happened in 1819. All these working class people were upset because machines were taking their jobs. Uh huh. Yeah. Like that is not a new fucking thing. Like obviously this is before the Industrial Revolution or whatever. But like d- because of the Napoleonic Wars and you know uh, uh, this uh, be- because of like you know factories getting you know getting more prominent or whatever. They're just like, well, we can we can do what. 20 men used to do with this fucking corn silking machine Uh so like it's putting all these people out of work but of course these people still have to like eat and have a roof over their head but there's really nothing for them to do and then on top of that the what should be the cheapest meals that they could buy which is like grain and corn and stuff like that is super fucking expensive so they don't have any money for sustenance and so it inspired by the french revolution uh, Sixty thousand people from Manchester showed up to an area in the city called Saint Peter's to uh, uh, Saint Peter's Field, and uh, which is now the Greater Manchester area. And so their demands were that they wanted—oh uh, fuck, this is backwards—they wanted to vote uh, for every man regardless of income. Elections, and they wanted to be held every year, uh, and they wanted and also Dick status whether yeah. you
2: had a dick or D- not whether you had a dick yeah yeah whether you had women a, were included in this women
1: women were included in this like they they like this is a uh th- this whole event is a predecessor to women's liberation It sort of like kind of got the ball rolling on all that and i doubt that like i think probably what happened was a bunch of like poor non-landowning men were just like we need the right to vote and then the women heard that and were just like, "Yeah, right, we're doing." They were just like, "Oh, ugh. oh, I guess,
2: I guess, if we're gonna right. get it, then you should get it too." Um, So they also wanted. <laughs> I'd almost rather not even have the right to vote. <laughs> you know, now that I know that her They've ass so is be, now that I know her ass is gonna be voting too, you know what? They can keep it. So ain't even worth it anymore. So
1: so surprisingly, (laughs) even though, of course, they're mad, they've lost their wages, they have zero representation, they did decide like the best thing that we could do uh, would be to make this peaceful. We need this to be a peaceful protest. We need to show up in great numbers just to let them know we're out here, this bullshit ain't going to stand. So they keep it peaceful, but it did not remain peaceful for long because— uh, the higher-ups that this was going to affect, the people that were going to have to enact this change, the people that they were protesting against, got terrified just because of the sheer numbers of them. Like, they actually, when they had to see, oh, my God, this many people we don't hit for, it's kind of like, you know, back in the Roman times, the reason that they didn't want to give slaves uniforms is because how many they would were, realize yeah. how many of them there were. So, like, they're seeing this uh, for the first time. So... The Manchester magistrates ordered a private militia, which was paid for by all the super rich local dudes, like all the CEOs and landed gentry motherfuckers, assembled this militia uh, and had them go down there to storm the crowd with sabers. So, like, there's a peaceful protest, and I don't know if this sounds like anything we've seen in recent <laughs> time. There's a peaceful protest going on, and the cops are just going down there with fucking swords, just stabbing women, stabbing dudes, stabbing— Out the gate? Out just the showed gap,
2: up stabbing them? Out the gate. Well, like, I know how we can fix this. Just well, stab them all. Well, basically what happened was, That'll like calm them down. It was a peaceful—it's kind of like
1: cops— It's kind of like cops when they start being dickheads and then you react to them being a dickhead and and they go, oh, you're being, you're, you're resistant. So like these motherfuckers show up, like these people are peacefully protesting thinking they're like, we're, and, and now for the record, I don't know what their rights were because like in America. I would
2: imagine very few.
1: Right. But I'm saying like, I don't like. The women, for sure, but I'm saying, like, we have the right in this country to peaceful protest. Now, again, even though we have that right, it still often ends up like this. But I don't know if they even had that right, Right. which is not for me, which I'm not trying to say, like, justifies them going in and doing this. But I don't know if those people were sitting there thinking, surely nothing bad will happen. You know what I'm saying? So they come down there and the people get fucking scared because they're just like, we're just out here holding up our signs with Roman numerals on them or what the fuck ever, like protesting. And they come down there and they got their sabers and just started fucking stabbing people. And like, I mean, pretty immediately, the peaceful protest just turns into a bloodbath because they've got soldiers. They're on horseback. They've got
2: fucking knives. At this point- It's way better than just being a peasant with a broom. You know what I mean? For sure. And it didn't last that long. No. I know, imagine not. Uh, But at the end of it, 600- (laughs) All them fucking cops are just like, this is easy. Easy. Goddamn. Yeah. I can take a broom. It's like stabbing peasants in a courtyard. So out of the
1: 60,000 people uh, that were there, (laughs) 650 were injured, which like, you know, it's not- Out of how many? Out of 60,000 people, 650 were injured. There were reported at one time 18 deaths. A lot of historians agree that 14 people were definitely killed in the massacre. 15, if you include the unborn child of Elizabeth Gaunt, which a dude stabbed her right through the fucking belly. Jesus. Uh, She was beaten by constables, stabbed to death. Um, And a further three uh, people are believed to... Focus on the
2: pregnant peasant in particular. Yeah, right. Two for one,
1: (laughs) it's a BOGO down here at Peterloo. Uh, Shoo-wee. So, and and as you were saying earlier, you've definitely probably heard of the famous battle that Britain fought against Napoleon in 1815, which was the Battle of Waterloo. Uh, And so this was a violent protest gone going gone awry. So the dude uh Peterloo comes from a reporter. Ca- he called it like in the paper he called it Peterloo Harkening back to
2: Waterloo, so it is absolutely exactly Gate. I'll be, you damn. know what I mean, like Lou to but them. What did I miss? What did I miss about Peter? Like, where's the Peter? It's Saint Peter, Saint P- Peter, right? Saint yeah, Saint Peter, yeah. okay, yeah. So right, that was right. like an yeah.
1: ironic, like it's exactly the way that when Tom Brady, de- no were like shit. deflated Gate. Yeah, you were you nailed that shit.
2: It's fine. I didn't know that ever had been a thing. Yeah, I didn't before Watergate I
1: did but whatever. this was like the French English version of Gate. Like, and, and I don't know. But I don't know, like I, the word something, Lou, you do hear a lot. So like now that I know that, I'm like, oh, that I'll know exactly what that means. Like if you're if you're something gate, it's a thing that happened in secret. A scandal, and there was about a scandal whatever right. the first word is. But if is. you hear Lou, then it's definitely like some sort of uh, bloodbath. A, a travesty
2: so, about whatever the first word is. Right. So yeah. they the protest failed.
1: Sound,
2: that, sounds like it. That day, at least
1: um but it did bring all of this to public attention which is what which is what that's how that
2: will go right
1: which is like that's what protests are for is to like stir shit up fuck it up and bring it to the attention of people stabbed and die for the cause (laughs) right right so uh that's the deal so basically this massacre uh, although they didn't go what they wanted that day it did pave the way for parliamentary democracy and also the Great Reform Act of 1832, which got rid of the Old Serum was one of these areas that we were talking about, like the Detroit. They finally got uh, representation and got parliamentary seats. Um, it also led to the establishment two years later of the sorry Manchester Guardian by John Edward Taylor, who was a 28-year-old English journalist who was present at the massacre and uh, saw how the establishment— uh, sought to discredit the protesters. So now, at, for the first time for a lot of these people, it was on display. They were like, oh my God, we're being silenced. You know, like this is how these people treat us. We've got to get in greater numbers. There's clearly injustice. And now that they get representation, obviously that means those people are running for these offices and they are able to go there and speak for their people. And it was all because of the Peterloo massacre.
2: Well, sometimes peasants got to get
1: staffed for stuff God to happen, right. you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, here's the thing, as much of a tragedy as this is, if that hadn't happened, it would have been longer before they got what they wanted. Right. If they'd have just sat there and peacefully protest and the peep, and the they, they didn't come down there with sabers and kill them and they just That's like what I'm
2: saying if they would have just like ignored it. It's the stress end effect, dude. Right, yeah. It's the
1: stress end effect like they actually made it worse. Of course. So like if they'd have just ignored them,
2: it's pe- just it's funny to even think that like You know the best way to handle this, this angry mob riled up over the injustices they perceive to be inherent in the system, is if we go stab all the pregnant ones in front of the rest of them, then they'll be all right with it. Right. Because in
1: their mind, I know- Probably not. I know from a-
2: That'll make them less pissed off. Right.
1: I know from a fascist point of view, the idea is like, scare them so people won't want to do this anymore. Iron fist. But the adverse effect was that- it took something that everybody else might not have known was going on and brought it to the forefront and then strengthened numbers. And then here's uh, you know, French Revolution Part two over in fucking Peterloo. Well, fuck. Good for them peasants, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Well, that hit. That, thank you. I appreciate that. I enjoyed it. Didn't tell hit. me tell me what I got wrong at putting on airs uh at gmail.com, which you'll hear way more about here on this edition of Clearing the Airs. We super hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. One, two,
0: three, four. One, Good two, episode, three, boys. four. Cut. Royalty and rednecks are alike.
1: They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits, Biscuits and baked beans where they don't, don't belong. Sit on down with Cory and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh a little leave when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place Where if you call
2: someone a cut, nobody cares They keep it debonair putting on airs Putting on airs Putting on airs Putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. Well, I'm back this week, Cho. I didn't miss anything big last week, did I? Nothing big no, happened? No, I think it was uh, in the, just a normal, in the, normal week. In the POA world, no. Uh, no,
1: nothing of no Earth-shattering of
2: news or anything like that. No, it was a
1: pretty, it was a quite uh, peaceful day.
2: I don't know what the fuck
1: accent I'm doing, but uh, yeah, Trey, you missed the fucking queen dying. It's <laughs> what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. Did you, to,
2: did you have to redo this? Had you did, hadn't you yeah. done this already? Yes, before she died. I had done, That's what I, thought, yeah. I
1: had done this already, and I was out walking in the park, and uh, my. I got the alert, you know, so many, I have so many apps that alert me for so many different things. And like all of them had their own little special coin die Don't hit alert. So I was Mm -hmm. hearing it from, from everywhere. It's one of those wild moments where everyone on earth heard it at the same time. Like, you, like everyone knows, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess when Kobe died, it was kind of like that. But there's certain news that, like, it'll take it a little bit to get to everybody. But it's like, no, everybody right now knows that the queen died. And, uh, yeah, I had already recorded this and uploaded it to Russ. And this happened in fucking... I'm walking around the park, and I'm having a good time. And I was like, I mean, do I need to? And then Russ texts. He's like, bruh, you're (laughs) going to want to go address this. And I was like, all right. But it wasn't as fun because you weren't there to... Back and forth. So all I basically served to do on that was to let everyone know, yes, um, we're, we're aware that the queen died. And also, no, we did not plan the opening segment of that episode for us to be talking about the queen. Because like, it's not like we hadn't been talking about the
2: queen on a lot of other episodes. Yeah. So
1: it could have happened at any time. She's fancy. <clears throat> she is fancy.
2: She fan- was. She was fancy. She was. I don't know. Yeah. I think that her...
1: Uh, her soul lives on in the mortal plane somehow. Like she's one of them. Like, I, cause I'm with you. I didn't think that she could die either, but I have a feeling that like she, you know,
2: remember the rumor that Walt Disney's head was Fres mm-hmm. and, uh, they Fre- has it. I didn't think well, it was just his head. I thought, I think you, you're conflating that with Futurama stuff. Futurama. I yes, I am Richard Nixon. It, it was a rumor that Walt Disney himself was, uh, <clears throat> was frozen in time. Uh, as family guy put it, uh, just until the Jews were gone. And then he would be, <laughs> and then he would be thawed out. <laughs> I don't know what the actual, I don't know what the actual like conspiracy theory was. It was something like that though. There was definitely one that he was secretly frozen and was to be thawed out in the future. And they did a cutaway scene on the family guy once where they thawed him out. He goes back up and he goes, are the Jews gone? And they're like, not yet, sir. And he goes, put me back and then they <laughs> just freeze him. again. <laughs> dude,
1: that's not like... I understand the logic behind that, though, because it sounds like infathomable that we could ever reanimate a corpse, but like, I don't know, we've done some wild shit. You can beat off to your phone now. So, like, why not just freeze... Your, if you're super rich, why not freeze yourself, and then one day... I mean, dude, you know... I don't I grew up, I want with, to come I grew
2: up with Encino, man, you know what I mean and <laughs> uh, and, and demolition, man. I totally was yeah. on board with being Frez and then coming back later, yeah, I think they could figure it out. It's such I feel like it's gonna be possible at It's some just point, would it be it's you like cryo sleep, you know yeah. what I mean It's such a staple of any kind of deep space travel oh, oh so what you're suggesting is that it's not they freeze you after you die, it's that instead of you dying like if you're about oh, to die, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no. That's how I always interpreted it. Was that it was like never that someone died, then they froze their body. I think Uh maybe for some reason that's a thing that people do too. Where it's like super rich people. I think some of them been frozen because maybe they died of some kind of cancer or something, and they're like whenever they cure this, bring me back. But I don't know uh how that would work. But I always thought it was Walt Disney and that type of shit. It was like. You about not to die. Dead. You're, old. Yeah. you're not dead yet and they freeze you uh until such time as we've cured aging or cured whatever and then they'll thaw you out and you can come back or you can just skip a few centuries or whatever and come back and you know hit in the 2300s or something if you want to i, I don't know but again mostly it's uh to me it's a mechanism for allowing you know, light years worth of of travel with the deep space yep. expeditions. You put a put a crew of astronauts into cryo sleep and then wake them up in fucking fifteen thousand years. Whenever they get to Omicron Persei Eight or whatever the fuck is going on, none of boy that will would ever be, happen in my lifetime. No, Wish that'd be wild as me. shit. Uh, that would be wild
1: as shit. Hey, polio's back though, so that's good. Um, I yep. so I had something about the queen. And now I can't, can't remember it. We were hitting for me by the way. And I'm super happy that I'll be honest with you. I thought that we were going to have at least a little blowback from some people, especially those people who didn't know that we didn't just do that on purpose. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But we didn't, uh, we had, we had literally one person on Twitter say something in the grand scheme of things that means zero. So, uh, Pretty good shit, but it's, 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 I'm glad to have you back. Cause I really, 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 really missed you last week doing this
2: by myself. Don't hit We hadn't seen each other in a long time. Mm-mm. No, it's true. It won't be too long before you got to come back out here and do some more. That is true, my friend. And I yeah. am counting the days. Well, speaking of uh, coming out there to do some more, uh, let's go to the air mail. Well, uh, hang on. I mean, did we, did you, we haven't said a single word about this week's episode. Maybe there's nothing. I, to, I mean, yeah, I covered rehabs. I don't. You know, I don't well, remember. Here's, I don't remember anything that I think I fucked up or nothing. So I think that hope, well, hope it the, hit the for reason people. I I don't know I, I haven't heard anything that I thought I fucked
1: up since we've been doing these, except for like one time. Uh-huh. So usually I have to go to the airmail before people before I find out how much I it's didn't pointed fuck up. out
2: so, for you,
1: yeah, exactly. You so yeah, right. So I just did. I just unless we do have something. I'm just not it's just assume that we're brilliant. You know what I mean? Sure. But we're not okay. we're gonna get told. Well, let's so uh so here we go. What you know about them taxidermy this is a subject line. What you know about them taxidermy guitar playing hillbilly squirrels. Okay. Uh I'm not gonna say their name just because I don't want to get to the end and they go, please for the love of God, don't say my name. Uh hey there good buddies. So I wrote in before but wanted to share something with you now real quick because holy crap, it's a taxidermy guitar playing hillbilly squirrel. Now, where it hold Oh fuck, there's a picture here.
2: Hold on. Can you, <laughs> you hold it? Can you see that? Camera. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. All right. That's, that's a t- very that's a taxidermy un... guitar playing hillbilly squirrel. <laughs> that, All right. It sure is. Now, we're holding a banjo instead,
1: Trey. I think it'd stand to reason the squirrel would have more of a soul. But Cho, I have seen a mama squirrel scream for her baby after my dad's cat got a hold of it when I was a child. And let me tell you, it's still heartbreaking to think about. Pretty funny to me. Uh, back to the awesomeness. <laughs> at, back to the awesomeness. You don't at know hand.
2: what that squirrel was screaming about. <laughs> that squirrel <laughs> might have just been like, You squirrels! A cat. <laughs> oh. Shit, uh, it's a fucking cat! Thank God it ain't my baby and not me. Not Holy me. shit. <laughs> that was fucking close. Good thing I have my baby with me, or else I might have oh. been killed by that
1: cat that I'm terrified Ooh. of. <laughs> Back to the awesomeness <laughs> at hand. I was back visiting some friends in Bryan College Station, Texas, this past weekend. Uh, lived there for a little while. We went to Dudley's Draw, a bar on Northgate. This is the strip of bars located directly across from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. By the way, fucking uh, go Appy State. Yeah. Or not Appy State, go up. yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's App State, yeah. Did you see, while Super we're here, did, did you see the video of that App State pep rally? where the dude was out there, but it was before the game and the dude was out there talking about how nobody's even heard of Appy State and they're going to kick those hillbillies' asses and that they probably wouldn't even be able to get to the game because they couldn't read a plane ticket. No. <laughs> That's well, right. it's it's real satisfying in yeah. hindsight. Uh, yeah. There are glass cases, I imagine, Plexi along, uh, along one of the walls with all kinds of interesting random shit and pictures of friends slash family of the bar come and gone love you Connor in parentheses and well they got this taxidermy squirrel that y'all gotta see and buddy is it a nice sight enjoy share frame a pic of it and hang it on your wall uh don't tell me what to do later gators Sarah Marie thank you we will uh I will I will download that picture and and share it on our uh fucking putting on airs Twitter we really appreciate that Sarah and sorry I suck at technology and couldn't just pull it up on this goddamn computer um, duh, duh, duh. what is the other one? Oh, yeah. Subject line, you know, dot, 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 drugs from mm. Ryan Mazaros. And this is actually a wild email for us to be getting today, considering what we just talked about on the Well-Read Podcast, and you'll know what I'm saying. Um, just a quick correction to when you said, if a cop even smells that shit, he's all boogity, boogity, boogity. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this because we were talking about fentanyl or something. That and was I could you, see right? me do it. I know, and I was yeah, just like, Yeah, okay. apparently even when a cop sees it, he's just all like boogity 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 yeah. Uh which is hilarious <laughs> to read. That's not yeah. true. Fentanyl is very deadly, but touching it or skin contact won't kill you. Also, it's put in drugs now because it's cheap and a little goes a long way. I knew that. Um uh, they can make drugs more potent and use less material to do so. Anyway, don't do drugs. Only the ones that don't hit. And love y'all. For the record, I'm pretty sure that I knew that when we were saying it. It was just a. F- I was because th- regardless of whether it actually hurts the cops, when they see it, they do go. They boogity, do boogity, go boogity, boogity,
2: boogity boogity boogity. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's that yeah. they or not and go boogity boogity, but they definitely do well, go yeah, boogity if you're, boogity. Uh... If you're someone who listens to both the Well Read podcast and POA, the Well Read podcast has already come out, so you know we talk about fentanyl, fentanyl, whatever, at and, length, the boogity, boogity. and the boogity-boogity. And the boogity-boogity of the cops on yeah. this week's episode of Well Read. So that is pretty wild. It is wild. Uh, from Hunter
1: Bryant, subject line, Le Queen, I can't tell you how much I died laughing at y'all's queen jokes because I already knew she had died. Fuck, bro. <laughs> Like what the hell could y'all have done to make it any funnier? Love you guys so much. By the way, squirrels do have feelings. Also, tell Drew and Gutter Bumpkin that I love them. Uh, we're not. I'll tell DJ. Um, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Hunter. We really appreciate that. And last but not least, uh, this is also kind of what we talked about on um, Well Read. Subject line: The price of pills in China. And I'm not. They didn't tell me not to mention their name, but because of what is all in this email, I'm just not going to, out of respect for them. Subject line: The price of pills in China. And I'm gonna read it how I, I say. Think give they them sound. a little bit
2: of a shout out, like a like uh, a like initials or something. You're H. This, this is my girl
1: HS. How about H-S. that? H-S. This is my girl okay, HS. You and go. you can and you can write in next week and tell me, and I'll give you your proper credit. And I'm also gonna read this the way that I think they talk sweet (laughs) so i'll be clean three years in january my sober date is the day kobe died but the last time i bought perky c10s they were 15 dollars and a throw to whoever got you the hookup i'm from middle tennessee but about 30 45 minutes from east tennessee and even creeping up on three years sober i did in fact wanna throw up when you said you paid three dollars for a ten. The cheapest I ever got was seven dollars, and that's only because my grandma gave me a discount for helping her cook Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't
2: that fucking perfect? Oh my God, it's so great. You couldn't have you couldn't have like scripted a funnier (laughs) fake version of that letter than the fucking real
0: thing.
1: I really want to say the person because it's such a well it's such an awesome letter, but like you could understand why that yeah. person might not want to have yeah. their shit out there. But if you do,
2: I'll fucking say your name next week, especially if you yeah. follow I'll, back up with a banger like that, and I'll see you at the next family reunion uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's all we got today here on clearing the
1: airs, the after party of putting on airs as it was. We'd like to remind all of you folks out there in the Airstream that if you enjoy Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, well, right here on the Putting on Airs feed, me and my sister, Lady Kirby Ann Askew, are doing a House of the Dragon review show called Little House of the Dragon, and if you've been enjoying it so far, well, I hope you're prepared for this week because we're actually going to be shooting it more like a TV show with a lot more cool things happening. We're getting really excited about it, so check that out. Obviously, if you want to watch it, you go to watchpoa.com and you can go to my new subscription service,
2: parttimefunnyman.com to get bonus stuff from me and Trey. Treycrowder.com if you want to come see me live. If I'm not coming near you, you can go to patreon.com slash Crowder if you want some extra stuff and to support your boy. You can also watch or listen to Weekly Skews if you want to hear me talk politics and all that shit. Look it up wherever you get your podcast, or you can watch it live on my social media pages every Tuesday, every Skews Day, that is, at 5 p.m. Pacific time with me and Smart Mark Ag. All right. Well, we love
1: y'all, and remember, don't go to church if there's shit in your butt. That's right.